This is Learning with Rajiv, the soft skills expert who has been helping people perform, excel, and move to the next level. Podcasts to learn and grow on the go. Find them only at www.listentorajiv.com. Hi, this is Rajiv Kumar Lau and this is show number 053, a show in which you learn, I learn, we all learn and make our lives better. My topic for this podcast is 7 Powerful Ways to Motivate Others. The purpose of this podcast is to make a difference in your personal as well as professional life. From the privacy and comfort of your own home, you can learn at your own pace. So sit back, listen, learn and enjoy. Let me begin by saying that even though the topic of this podcast is about motivating others, the reality is you can't really motivate others. The motivation has to come from within them. But certainly, you can do something about creating an environment, an experience that generates motivation in them. There are certain things that you could do on a regular basis that can sustain their levels of motivation. Here are 7 powerful ways to motivate others. Or to put it more precisely, 7 powerful ways to generate motivation in others. Number 1. Coach them When I was working as a factory manager in a leather goods company in Chennai, I had about 150 workers working under me. There were about 10 skilled workers who had 25 plus years of experience in making samples in leather goods. Their job was to make new samples which were approved by the foreign buyers after which we received bulk orders. These skilled workers were very secretive about their craft and they would hold up the production at their whims and fancies. Some would even come drunk as they would not function in their sober states. I was really pissed out with these guys and I decided to do something about it. There was this very young boy named Rajendran who was just a helper who would apply glue to the leather pieces and did whatever he was asked to do and he hardly spoke. One evening, I asked Rajendran to stay back after everyone had left. I had a talk with him. I told him that in the next three months, I wanted him to become my chief sample maker. <laughs> he laughed and said that it was impossible. I told him that I would personally coach him and give him 
all the resources he would need to learn making samples. Reluctantly, he agreed, but said, Sir, it is not going to work. Every day, he and I would stay back for about 2-3 hours and make samples. In 3 months time, he was ready. One day, I asked the senior skilled worker to make a sample which he outrightly refused. I then went to another, he too refused. They were supporting each other and they have they had formed a sort of a union. Then I called Rajendran and I told him to make a sample. The skilled workers had a hearty laugh and thought that I was crazy. Rajendran got to work and produced a sample in almost half the time with much much superior quality. The skilled workers were speechless. They were in shock. How the hell did a helper make a sample which they have taken 25 years of experience to make? Rajendran was proud of his achievement. He stood tall. He had earned himself great respect from other workers. His motivation went sky high. So when you coach people, you add to their knowledge and skills. Their value as a person goes up and so does their motivation. A good thing happened. Next time, whenever I asked any of these skilled worker to make a sample, they would readily agree. They were scared that I would give it to Rajendran. Number 2. Encourage them One day, my son came home and he said that his teacher said to him that his handwriting was very good. Now, after coming home, he didn't even have his lunch. He started taking a book and kept on writing and writing and then coming and showing it to me. Papa, see my writing, it's so good. Mummy, see my writing, it's so good. You know, even for a small encouragement like this, my son was motivated to do something. What about important situations in the workplace? You should look for opportunities to encourage your people, whether it is at home or whether it is at work. Now, when should you encourage? Well, you encourage when they have done something or then something on their own initiative or when they have done something for the first time. When you encourage, you create expectations and they rise to those expectations. For example, if you say something like, I know you are a good worker, I trust you, I know you will do a good job and when you come back, you will find that they have done a good job, they have done their best. But if you say something like, I know you are not skilled to do this job, 
I don't trust you with this job. I know you will make a mess of this whole thing. So what do you think you will get? You will get a big mess. People who play a very important role in encouraging others are parents, teachers, trainers, managers, supervisors, doctors and friends. Catch people trying out something new and then encourage them. It will do wonders for their motivation. Number 3. Give people what they want. Well, people want many things. It could be money, praise, respect, promotion, recognition, approval, attention, love, or even support. How do you know what they want? Very simple, by listening to them. Whenever people speak, they give you clues about what they want. And if you pay close attention, you will be able to know what motivates them. And if you give them that, they get highly motivated. For example, a wife whose birthday is fast approaching while talking to the husband may say something like, I always wanted to have a diamond necklace. Or while watching a jewelry ad on TV, she may say, Oh, what a beautiful diamond necklace she is wearing. Or she may tell the husband, You know what? My friend bought a beautiful diamond necklace today. So you see, the wife has given enough hints about what she wants. Now, if the husband has paid attention and gives her a diamond necklace on her birthday, she would be a very happy person and her motivation levels would go sky high. We sometimes wrongly assume that everybody will get motivated by money alone. It is not so. Number 4. Strategize with them While working as a manager in a leather goods company in Chennai, as I told you earlier, I had to manage a staff of about 150 workers. We used to get huge orders from Australia, UK, Holland and even US. But there were also lean times when there were no orders and the company had to pay wages for no productivity. Sometimes almost 60% of the workers were laid off. Whenever we received a big order, my managing director would call me to his office and explain the requirements of the foreign buyers. I would then come to the factory and have a meeting with my key workers. I would first give them the deadline, then tell them what are we supposed to produce in that time. I would then ask them to come up with ideas and strategy to achieve the goal. 
I found that once they were a part of strategy during the planning stage, they were highly motivated. I didn't need to tell them to come early or on time or even stay a little late when required. They did that on their own. In fact, they got so motivated that they would often achieve the impossible and they wouldn't believe it that they did it. Number 5. Empathize with them One day, at the factory, work was going on as usual. Suddenly, I heard a loud scream. A scream of someone in extreme pain. I saw the workers rushing towards someone and everyone was shouting. I pushed aside the workers and saw that a lady stitcher had the needle of the machine pass through her finger. The needle had penetrated from the fingernail and emerged from the other side and broken in the finger and her hand was stuck in the machine. The lady was horrified looking at the finger. I, with the help of other workers, got her hand out of the machine with the portion of the needle still in her finger. I asked someone to call an auto rickshaw. I took her to the nearby government hospital. On the way to the hospital, I empathized with her, letting her know that I felt her pain and that it would be taken care of soon. There was nothing to worry. I'll be there with her and I will make sure that she reaches home. After a minor operation, the needle was removed and she was discharged. I took her home. When she resumed work after a few days, she was different. Now she was an eager, enthusiastic and a motivated worker. Number 6. Use the Heart Principle This principle is something I picked up from an audiobook where you take the word heart and each alphabet in the word heart stands for a key point. So let's start. H. H stands for Hear and understand me. You know, everybody that we come across is telling us that please listen to me and understand me. E. Even if you disagree, don't make me wrong. No, nobody likes to be told that they are wrong. The moment you tell them that they are wrong, the person doesn't like you. And you have a problem with the relationship. You can tell what the person did wrong, but don't ever tell the person he is wrong. A stands for Acknowledge the greatness within me. Everybody has got some greatness within them. 
and when you acknowledge that greatness they feel good and they get motivated r stands for remember to look for my loving intention many a times it happens that somebody does something wrong but still they have done it with a loving intention and if the intention behind doing something is good instead of yelling at them you should encourage them you should support them and when you do that they get motivated t tell me the truth with compassion what this means is a person is telling that you come and tell me directly what i did wrong don't go about talking to people behind my back and when you tell the person the truth directly to the person they feel good about it and they will do something about it and that again leads to motivation number 7 communicate honestly now this applies to both at home and at the workplace too at home if you are not really honestly communicating with people you are creating lot of suspicions and that leads to anger and resentments and revenge and jealousy and all these negative emotions come up and that will finally affect the relationship people have at home so when you communicate honestly you can find solutions and people can be happier people can be relaxed people will have less stress so make sure that you communicate honestly in the home place in the workplace nothing demotivates people more than dishonest communication if people feel that you are not honest in your communication the trust level goes down loyalty goes down and productivity goes down so make sure that whatever you communicate it is done with honesty people should trust you even if it is about hard times tough times you need to communicate honestly and people will be happy that you did that people will be more loyal people will be more supportive and they will also be more motivated So if you liked this podcast please click the like button and if you feel it could be useful to others please share it with your dear and near ones please also leave a comment and let me know what are some of your challenges what podcasts can i create for you in my 
forthcoming episodes. Before I sign off, I would like to make an announcement. If you have a powerful message which you would like to share with the world, I invite you to join me in my forthcoming episodes. You can call me on 9820247255 or mail me at rajivkumarlove@gmail.com. You can also find me at most of the familiar places like LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Google Plus, Facebook, iTunes, and Pinterest. I'll be back with yet another episode of my show Listen to Rajiv. In the meantime, start practicing what you have learned in this podcast. Until then, be happy and keep smiling. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Get more episodes at www.listentorajiv.com. Your comments and suggestions are most welcome. To learn how Rajiv can help organizations improve their people, performance, and profits, check out our website at www.rajivkumarlove.com. Take care.